Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome in another edition of our Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson joined by Matt Steinmetz. And as we uh, record this on Friday morning, Steiny, the Warriors coming off a big win. They, they get a win in Denver. Uh, Nuggets playing their fourth game in five nights. But the, the Warriors have been looking for a game that they could finish down the stretch. And, and they finally were able to with the, the 13-0 run to close it out to shut a team down and also hit some big shots. You had Steph Curry, uh, big second half, got got hot uh, a little bit and then was attacking the rim, and uh, the Warriors able to get some defensive stops. And then and then Jordan Poole, Steiny, able to hit the daggers that Clay Thompson couldn't uh, as the defense collapsed on Steph Curry. And all in all, a, a nice – I think a welcome win for the Warriors because we really haven't seen them win a game in the fashion that they won that game in, in a long time. No, we haven't. And the the one thing that I kept thinking about after the game, J.D., was – and I wrote this down during the game, that the game seemed to have a little bit of juice to it, uh, at least in the – you know, as you were watching the game. And – but the one thing I – I don't know. I just didn't think it was – as great a win as everybody else, I guess, just because, I mean, Denver was playing, and we talked about this, it's fourth game in five nights. They just played a tough game in Sacramento. Uh, you could tell that they were end of a, the end of a long streak. I thought they played pretty well. I, I guess I don't want to take anything away from the Warriors because they, they did do some nice things, but I thought that was a game that the Warriors should win uh, last night. So I'm, I'm going to give credit to the Nuggets for hanging in there, but um, – I think we'll find out a little more on Saturday against the Bucks. Yeah, it kind of a schedule win, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm I'm looking up and I, I thought the Warriors were gonna win last night going into it, just just looking at all of the, the circumstances that, that we laid out. And yeah, you give Denver credit, but in, in watching that game, I'm I'm thinking as you are, hey, the Warriors should find a way to win this. Denver, as hard as they're playing, they they do at different times they look gassed. And I thought Yoke. Yeah, they did. Jokic down the stretch was gassed. I think that led to some some turnovers and and the Warriors' ability to to maybe defend him at, at a level that that teams typically don't at, at the end of games. But yet you're looking up and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, they could still lose this game. And it almost became right. in the final six minutes after you know, the Warriors go up eight, and I'm thinking, okay, they're, they they got control of this, and then the Nuggets come right back, take a two point lead themselves, and I'm thinking. We've seen the Warriors lose this game now a lot over the last couple of months. If it happens again, like it, it's not the best look in the world considering those circumstances. I do think right. 
like everybody locally in the Bay Area, I think was was sort of forgetting about the Nuggets circumstances in that game and only focused on the Warriors circumstances in that game. But even if you did, even if if you took a step back, you you would, you know, if they had lost that game, that would have been pretty problematic considering the Nuggets circumstances. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and you're right. They they came through the last six minutes of that game. Obviously, Curry was really good. And, you know, it's funny because the, you know, Clay coming back and the emergence of Poole and Wiggins haven't been there. I think it's pretty fair to say, and, and I'm not going to paint this as a negative, but I think it's safe to say that Steve Kerr, if this team does get healthy going into the playoffs, he's going to, and he and this has happened during their, their run, their five-year run. Sometimes he's going to make a he's going to have to make some decisions in the postseason that are going to hurt some feelings. I don't think there's any doubt about that because it you know all things being equal, Curry's got to be on the floor. I think Poole's got to be on the floor at least a, a large part of the time down the stretch. I dare you to take Clay off the floor, and now Draymond's going to be the fourth. So who's going to be the fifth player? Well, that's going to depend. But quietly, there's an all-star sitting on this team that now we're trying to figure out where he fits in, and I'm talking about Wiggins. Yeah, it's interesting because I, you know, lineups and closing lineups and combinations. That that was the next thing I I had jotted down for for us to talk about because, and I threw this at you last night in in our text chain. It's it's almost as if the Jordan Poole thing has developed and I mean finishing games with Jordan Poole and Steph and Clay this three guard wrote this three guard lineup if you will it's almost as if that has become a thing right because Clay Thompson has struggled so much that in the back of of our minds at least we're starting to wonder if Clay could be one of those guys on a certain night where maybe Wiggins is playing well and Poole is playing well and then, because I think Wiggins is going to be out there. Like, I think the, the the change from, like, last night to what a playoff game would look like at the end, it would have been Draymond Green again instead of Kevon Looney, even right. against Jokic. And, and by the way, what a job Looney did. Uh, I mean, you know what's funny, J.D., is, like, you're saying that, you know, Draymond will probably be in for Looney, and you're right. But can Draymond play Jokic any better than Looney did last night? At least in the last three or four minutes, I mean, he was he was he was terrific. So I almost look now like uh, you're right. I mean, Draymond Green's going to help him in so many ways, but maybe matching up against a guy like Jokic isn't quite one of them because Looney's done such a nice job. Yeah, and I think they'll try to speed it up and 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 get Jokic out on the perimeter if they can. And I think that's one way you can one way you can mitigate Jokic is to is to do that. And the Warriors couldn't do that obviously without Draymond Green. The other thing I thought was interesting about Poole, and and this goes back to and we can get into the lineups too because I'm kind of getting off on another tangent. But I, I had the thought as far as Warriors opponents go, where to prevent Poole from being on the floor late. Cause I, I think there are a lot of, as the rest of the league looks at this and, and looks at the lineups that the Warriors may put out at different points. I think they, they don't want, they're going to not want Jordan Poole on the floor. I'm talking about Warriors opponents. If Jordan Poole is playing well, I think the key to that though, if is going to be make sure he's not playing well earlier in the game, 
So I almost think that becomes something like you want to eliminate Jordan Poole for late in the game by the what you do to him in the middle of the game, because that'll just mean if he's not playing well that night, that Steve Kerr probably won't go to that lineup down, down the stretch. If, if you know what I'm, if you know, what I'm I, I, no, I do. And the, and the one thing I also wonder that if, if Steve Kerr is going to shoehorn pool into that finishing lineup, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I think about this a lot when the warriors were at their height and they used that small ball lineup where they weren't really small, but they were really good defensively with, with clay, Garden the, the the point guards Durant was a seven footer playing the small forward and and or power forward and Igudala and Draymond played big, but if if Clay's not the defender he was, well now if you're an opposing team you have to say Curry Pool and Clay Thompson we gotta we've got to take advantage of them on the defensive end because. You know, to me, if Clay's not a hundred percent, now the one, two, and three spots are are weaknesses defensively, and you have to you have to try to exploit that. But again, if the Warriors are making enough shots and the game's up tempo enough, that's the way they that's the way they can win games. Um, but I'm interested to follow up on one thing you said. Assuming, assuming, um, just for the sake of argument, let's not let's not use a specific uh, opponent, but Curry, Poole. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Who's the fifth? Well, Who's the Wig- fifth? I think it's Wiggins, and I and I think Jordan Poole's the one that's not the lock. Like, okay. I, I think I think it's Steph and Clay for now. Okay. I think it's Wiggins and 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 Draymond, and then I think the fifth is some combination of maybe it's Poole, maybe it's Iguodala, maybe it's even Looney. If if there's you know they're going up against a, a, a Jokic, and they feel like they need the Looney's defensive ability against a, a player like that. I, I tend to view it more as the fifth is Looney question mark, Igadala question mark. You know Kaminga if he's playing well that night. It, it, to me, there's one wild card slot, but it's that group of players that are that are in it, and not just. Like pool, it feels like pools become a lot quickly. I'm just not so sure in a in a in a playoff scenario, it's just going to be pool. He's just in because that means you're taking somebody. Else. Like, could you see pool playing, maybe Igodala playing, and Wiggins not playing? Like that. That's the one to me that I I think would be a little bit hard to believe. A little bit there, but I know you were talking about Jordan Poole. And the one thing I think is, is, is if Clay's not going to make shots, JD, or make shots at the level he's making them now, and let's say, let's say Curry too, don't you have to almost play Poole? If, if, if Curry and Clay are shooting like they're shooting now, I almost think you got to play Poole. Well, then why wouldn't it be Poole and Clay spot? As opposed to pool with clay, because I think I mean I, I think Steve because that's just playing them both to prevent himself from having to deal with maybe taking clay out. I agree, I agree, and and like I don't mean this in a ne- negative. Like, I dare you to take clay out in crunch time of a game because it's it's funny. I mean, you know, we were two three weeks ago we were all worried about Jordan Poole coming off the bench and how his psyche was, and I get it. Clay's a ten year veteran. You take him out, you keep him on the bench at a couple crunch time games. I actually think Clay could be affected every bit as much as Poole by that. 
Um, because I think it's pretty obvious that Clay's not uh, for, Clay's not quite confident yet. I, and I think you can detect that in his play. He's just a little bit off. He's overly aggressive. He's not letting the game come to him, all those kind of things. I, I just, I mean, Clay Thompson's built up some equity and he's Clay Thompson. So I would never take that decision lightly. But I also think Kerr has shown in his tenure with the Warriors, he'll be the bad guy if he has to be. He he has shown that. And I just, I mean, I look at, at Clay last night and you know, he missed the shots that Jordan Poole made. Right. Basically. There were a couple of dagger type shots that the ball found Clay Thompson. He was wide open and and he missed him and and he's missed a lot of those shots uh, since he come back from from this illness over the course of the last week and he's missed a lot more of them you know the, the games where he's hit him down the stretch have been more the outliers than the games where he hasn't hit him down the stretch and you know, the laker game comes to mind where he hit a bunch of big shots and basically was the reason they won in in chase center back in february but then you look at the line at the end of the night he's seven for 20 i mean seven for 20 on a night where if Jordan Poole gets his 21 and he's eight for 13 and four for seven from three point range and just doing it in a much more efficient way. Now, now Poole doesn't always have efficient games like that. And I think on the nights where he isn't efficient, right. That's where it's going to be really interesting to see what, what Steve Kerr does. Yeah. And I mean, look, the bottom line is what, what's happening right now with, with, with clay is, He's taking more shots now than than he ever took during his career. I mean, in terms of a per thirty six minute thing. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, JD, and Clay Thompson averages twenty one shots per game in thirty six minutes. I mean, last year, or I'm sorry, not last year, but when he left us two years ago, he was at nineteen. Now, now it's two shots. It's not a huge deal, but. To me, it's balancing out between, well, you're Clay Thompson, you shoot the ball, and you know, let's try to be a little bit smarter. Let's try to fit in a little more. There's a fine line. The Clay, and we talk about the word defiance, you know, like – he, he's kind of also shots, and in the same token, he'll say, well, I'm going to keep shooting. Nothing's going to change. I'm going to be who I am. At some point, I think there's got to be a better balance there for Clay, a better kind of reading of the game. But then again, he's always been a player, J.D., who kind of plays the same way regardless of the circumstance of the game. Well, you know, he'll take a – if he thinks he's open, he'll take a shot early in the clock in a close game in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? So they may – they may need him to be a little more judicious, but I, I wonder how much he can be that way. That's a great question. It's something that we're, we're going to have to keep tabs on down the stretch because I, I do think the Warriors and Steve Kerr believe it's too soon to even worry about what's going on with Clay Thompson. But I, I got to imagine, Steiny, that they're, that they're worried. Like, I, I really have to imagine that they're looking at it. And, and it's one of those things where if you're asked about something publicly, you're not worried about it. But internally, right. you're talking – and you may not even be talking to Clay about it other than the conversation you're – you're you know, maybe at some point you have a conversation with, with Clay where you say, look, dude, 
Like, just take – like, it's okay if – we can't have the 7 for 20. The 7 for 20 needs to be 7 for 15 or 7 for 16. Like, if it's going to be one or, – or it needs to be 5 for – 5 14. for 14, yeah. yeah. Like, it can't be 7 for 20. Right. Uh, you know, and you got to just – a couple of these, if you're not hitting, keep it moving – you know, maybe that becomes a conversation at, at some point, but I think they're also they're walking the tightrope right now of just trying to make absolutely sure that he doesn't have it, right? But I yeah. think you run the risk of he's going to have another game like the Laker game, but you know what? He might have another game like the Laker game and then three more games like last night's game between exactly and, exactly. And, and then that's when it comes in to play as far as the playoffs go and a series goes where, you know, are, are there going to be a, cu- a couple of games where he just isn't hitting? Like there might be one he wins for you. There might be two where you're thinking, boy, the ball should have found Curry or the ball should have found somebody else. Here's the one thing I'm going to be looking for because I, I thought I noticed it a little bit last night. I, this is one of those things where I noticed it. Now I should go back and look to see how much they played together and their plus minus and all that stuff. I got concerns about Clay Thompson and Wiggins being able to play together. Um, they, they, I, I just see Clay being aggressive and then Wiggins just, just standing in the corner. You know what I mean? And Clay can't help Wiggins, and Wiggins can't really help Clay. And Wiggins gets his shot every, you know, he's now Wiggins is only taking 12, 13 shots, but he's not engaged as he is. And the more aggressive Wiggins is, then the less Clay has it, then Clay's going to want to go when he gets it the next time. That's what I'm worried about. Poole's shown me the ability to make plays. But can Wiggins and Clay really make plays? And I'm not talking about Clay. Who Clay had four assists. That's not what I mean. I think you know what I you know it. So that's the one thing I'm a little concerned about. Wiggins and Clay, can they both be good together? It's hard to imagine. Yeah, that that's a that's a good one because I the, the way worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink. What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I've sort of put it is the the style that clay plays makes it easier for a guy like wiggins who's prone to floating it makes it easier to float right, right. if, if you, exactly. you're playing with somebody that's always gonna just chuck it basically when it's right there then the, you know that's kind of something you don't have to worry about if you're wiggins you can you can just kind of fit in but fitting in for wiggins isn't good enough unless he's doing it efficiently and what we've seen is when he's not aggressive, the shots that he takes, he tends to not make as much. Like there is a right. sweet spot in terms of attempts for Wiggins. no doubt. And I, I think it's maybe in that, I don't know, 13 to 16 range, 13, 14 to 17 range where he needs to get in, but he needs to get them where he knows he's gonna get them and they're good looks. And right. the looks haven't quite been what they were. And I, I'm with you. I do think they're still trying to figure out the dynamic where Clay's on the floor and he's going to do his thing. And then Wiggins has got to get his, and it's all in the context of, of that starting lineup. And uh, yeah. And I always, and, and you know, I always, one of my pet peeves is when people always say he's got to be more aggressive. Well, okay. So you got Curry pool, Clay and Wiggins. Do you really want Wiggins to be aggressive? Do you really want Wiggins taking shots from those other three guys? Now, sometimes, sometimes you do, I guess if Wiggins obviously has a good shot, but, you know, Wiggins is such a quiet guy, and I always – just because you're quiet doesn't mean you're not, like, contemplative. And I wonder if there's not a part of Wiggins that's thinking – you know, I was I was playing best basketball all my career. I became an all-star, and now Clay's coming back. And it makes me look like I'm worse. And Poole's now getting more and more aggressive – I don't, and, and, you know, he seems like he's a real sensitive type of player. Maybe Wiggins is feeling as guru would say some kind of way where he, and it's not a nasty, he's probably trying to figure it out again because his role has changed, you know, and he, he might be thinking, huh, well, I was the guy having the all-star year. You know, I was playing great D I was making shots. I was shooting 40%. And now all of a sudden here comes Clay Thompson taking 21 shots in 36 minutes. I mean, what, like Wiggins is probably like, well, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And, and that's where it's tough because I think the fan answer to that is, well, anytime you're left over in the corner, you need to make that three, three out of four times, basically. Right. And, and if somebody runs at you, you need to, you need to drive them and get a layup. I mean, or get to the free throw. I don't think anybody wants him going to the free throw line right now. Seven for well, his last. That's the other thing. Could that lead to Wiggins? Because to me, that's the one thing that could lead to Wiggins not being on the floor would be. Well, it's an, it's an easy one. Shots. And it's an easy one for Steve Kerr to use that one. Like that's the easy, like it's almost that that'll protect Steve Kerr from those decisions, actually. But, you know, I always look at, I mean, if the Warriors are going to go Curry, Poole, Clay, 
Wiggins. It's like I always just ask this of people. They can't all score 25. You know what I mean? Like, then you, chances, like, Poole's going to be aggressive. Curry's Curry. Clay's going to be aggressive. There's, there's, Wiggins is not going to be able to be aggressive. Or well, what it's going to look like is every time he touches the ball, he's going to look like Clay, kind look, of. Look, look at last night just as an example. Curry had 34, and he was terrific, right? Poole had 21, yep. and he was terrific. I think Clay had an inefficient 18 on 20 shots, and Wiggins had seven points and was three for 11. I mean, right. so, so to your point, it's you know, Curry and Poole were outstanding. Clay got his points, but, but it was just wholly inefficient. And then Wiggins was bad offensively. So, right. you know, that's kind of the breakdown. Like you might have two good. One kind of okay, but one probably isn't going to get what they need on that night. Right. And I think I always used to think about this with the Warriors before when they had Steph. I think we talked about this Steph, Clay, Kevin Durant, and Green. There were nights when they needed one guy to play well. I, I, no, the way it was, was if one guy played well, they were probably in a little trouble. If they had two out of four playing well, it was over. They won. All those games. And I kind of feel, you know, that might be the case with, with these four, with Curry, Poole, Clay, and Wiggins. Problem is, it's already, problem is, I don't know if two can win them the game anymore in the playoffs. And there's kind of going to be one built in every night that's not going to play well, I feel like. So really what they're going to need is two out of three guys to play well. And, and then... Even then, the win's not guaranteed like it was, you know, five years ago when they had a super team. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how it all plays out. And then where does Curry fit in here? You know, are, are teams going to try to take the ball away from Curry and let Poole beat him? And then now we're then we're talking late late game situations, big shots. You got Poole, who's obviously not afraid. Then you got Clay, who kind of wants to take every big shot and will try to take every big shot. And then Wiggins, who's going to be left with the scraps, and he better make that shot. Otherwise, right. everyone's going to say, oh, well, Wiggins, then he's going to be the Harrison Barnes. Yeah, he's he's in a t Wiggins is in a tough spot. Because, I agree. Because I think he's the one that you know has a little baggage, you know, previously right. in his career. And, and, and like Clay is not like, Steph and Clay are not getting the the heat, like period. Like they're just not. And and there is, I think, at least among the fan base, a hint of, well, Jordan Poole's wanna and we'll see if this plays out because they're gonna have to decide whether they want to pay him eighty million dollars right. or more. But there is a, you know, Poole is the next something, you know, whatever it is. Like there's a lot of Warrior fans that think, you know, three, four years from now it's gonna be Poole and Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman and and pick your fourth, you know, maybe Curry's still around and and that's going to be the you know the, the new right. ender. You know, we'll see. We can save that conversation for 2025, but you know, there is what I'm like Pool does enough when he's playing well to where it 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 looks it looks cool, right? It looks like Well, I think I think if Pool's playing well, he's got to play. Yeah. 
if you know what I mean. Like Moody can, and maybe it's just, Moody can be playing well, and he still may have a, you know, he still is going to have a minute ceiling. But Poole, there are nights, you know, if Clay's going to go seven for 20, then Poole's got to be a factor. There's no doubt. A couple other things here I, I had to get to before we wrap it up here. Uh, we, we talked about Looney and the incredible job he did against Jokic. And I, I just think, you know, for all the praise that we've handed out to this Warriors team, I mean, he's he's been just as consistent as he yeah. gets. He's not a perfect player, but he's definitely been a positive player. And, and it's kind of the where would they be without him sort of thing. Everybody complains about the big that they don't have. Right. Looney doesn't necessarily maybe get the praise that, that he should for, for being the big that they do have and the way that he's held up through this season. Uh, but James Wiseman played. I, I, I got Wiseman uh, on my list here. Okay. I, I got Kaminga and Moody. And then, of course, you know, we, we get the Warriors and the Bucks, and, and Draymond Green's coming back on Monday. So there, there's, a, there's a lot maybe to try to pack a little bit into these final five or six minutes. But uh, what do you well, think of Wiseman? Or take. I mean, honestly, I, yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Wiseman. Okay. Uh, I saw a couple I, highlights, I obviously. But well, let me let me let me throw this at you. Let's let's figure out when Wiseman's going to play for the Warriors because he's probably not going to play Sunday. I'm sorry, he's, he's probably not going to play Monday for the Warriors. You wouldn't think if he's going to play Sunday night at uh, at Chase Center, right? So maybe the earliest he comes back is is Wednesday. Let's say. Uh, well, you saw him. I'm, you know what? You saw him. You 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 tell me. Yeah, I don't have a lot of, of of grandiose takeaways from him. I mean, I think he looked he looked bigger, and he only played twenty minutes. By the way, I know they had said twenty to twenty five, or or maybe it was tw- around twenty five. He only played twenty. I mean, you look at the line, eighteen points. I mean, there were there was a couple of plays where he dug in defensively and ran the floor. He looks bigger to me, and I don't want to be you know uh, amateur scout. Right. He, he looked I, I don't know that he looked like he was running all that fluidly. He looked a little hmm. slow to me. Right. Like he looked big and strong, but he looked a little slow. There was a, a play where he he missed a little turnaround in the in the lane and and got his own rebound and, and went back up and, and threw it down. There was another play where he made a he kind of showed out high on defensively and then got back, got a you know, got a rebound, kicked it out, ran the floor. Uh, you know, I, I think you, know, you saw some flashes, but like to me, last night was more about the fact that he was out there as opposed to how. Like we all get caught up in how did he look, you know? Right. And but I think you know he something to monitor. He did look bigger and sturdier, maybe a little bit slower, but that could just be shaken off eleven months of of not playing in a game for a guy that that hadn't played a lot to begin with. Yeah, and I think I think you and I. Are in agreement here. Um, I'm not expecting big things out of Wiseman, but I, I do expect Steve Kerr to carve out playing time for him the minute he's he's ready to play. Whether it's it's going to be you know, five minutes a half to start, and if he does well in five minutes, they might say, "Let's see if we can bump him up to six to eight a half." Now, can he get any higher than that? I don't know this year. And I don't think they know, but I don't think they care either, and they're not expecting it. You know, I think I believe it or not, I think Wiseman's got an eye, and I know he's a number two pick, and he's always going to be measured that way. But I actually think Wiseman's in a position to succeed in the postseason if he's given limited minutes and put in at the right times. Because 
all he's going to have to do is show some flashes with this team because this team's good. So that, you know, last year I felt like he tried to do everything. You know, I'm coming into the NBA and I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, I'm an average 20. I'm going to get 10 rebounds, five blocks. I'm going to pass the ball. And it's hard to do that. So if he can concentrate on one or two things, and I think they'll try to have him do that, you know, I think we could be coming out of this season saying, you know what, Wiseman's going to be okay. My, my guess as far as when, he, when we see him, if he's going to play that Sunday game at Chase on the 13th, not play the 14th, are you really going to bring him back against Boston on that in that game on the 16th? I mean, I guess you could. I mean, I, I don't think the opponent necessarily matters. But then they've got three days off and another home game against San Antonio. It kind of feels like the San Antonio right. game to me. And and maybe it's before then, but it's you, you play him a couple of games, you see how he responds for three or four days physically, right? Because physically he's been cleared now. He just played in a, in yeah. a game. So now you see how he plays the second one. How does he come out? You take the three or four days, and then if he's feeling good, let's say by that Wednesday – you get through that game, maybe you don't play him, and then you, you take a day off. You probably got a couple of practice days. Like this is the last time on the schedule where the Warriors would have, let's say, two practices in a row before right. the end of the regular season. So I'm I'm kind of circling a week from Sunday, March the twentieth, maybe against against San Antonio for when we see him. Uh Draymond's coming back on, on Monday as as he announced himself. Uh, yeah. What did you just in the final couple? Like, what did you think of the whole? Hey, they wanted him to be around. I know Anthony Slater, the athlete, right. wrote about. Hey, they wanted him to be around. He was around for one game. Then he was. It was his birthday, so he was down in L.A., but he wasn't with the team. And then it sounds like maybe he had a little too much evening, which Steve Kerr said he wasn't wasn't feeling well, so he wasn't at the Laker game. And then he's back in Denver. There was a point last night where, where TNT showed. Draymond and Draymond was everywhere. Obviously, he was standing up, talking, everything. But there's a point where they showed Draymond and Iguodala, and I'm thinking, oh, Iguodala was on the trip, and I and I thought, man, he right. probably didn't want to be on that trip. Well, you know what, though, you never know. He played in Denver. He there's there may be a reason that he went. Yeah, you know what I mean. Likes, although apparently, it's exactly really cold. Apparently, it's been like okay, no ice the last few days in Denver. You know, I think this is the classic, you get what you get with Draymond. Like, I believe Slater's story in The Athletic, that they wanted him to start coming back. I believe he probably on Saturday at his party was like, yeah, I'm going to, or Friday, whatever it was. Draymond kind of does his own thing, and now he's back on the, like, the thing about Draymond, it's not that, hey, you know, boy, it'd be nice to have Draymond back, but he's not. He's at this party. Let me tell you something. When he comes back, you get Draymond. Yeah, like he doesn't slow play it back into, you know what I mean? He, right, he came zero, right out you got last zero exactly. He's in, but you got a hundred exactly because he's into the game that night. That's Literally. right. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Kaminga and Moody, uh, they they've been playing in the rotation. I, I wanted to get to them because I think it's a similar yet different conversation to the one we had about who's going to finish games. We, we saw Moody and Kaminga finish the game against the Clippers. They've both been playing more. I, I wonder, this is another one where I just, I keep looking and I'm thinking, is, is Steve Kerr, and I know he said, hey, both of these guys are going to get an opportunity. And I think they've both earned the opportunity, at least initially. But I keep thinking, when, 
when Iguodala's back and Draymond's back and, and you're in the postseason, you're in a playoff series, like are we yeah. really going to see Kaminga playing 25 minutes and Moody playing in fourth quarter? Like I just – Maybe I'm going to be dead wrong no. on this. I just don't. I just don't see it the way it's almost being built up at this point. I don't either. I mean, Draymond's coming back and taking minutes from somebody or somebody's, and Iguodala's going to get the call if he's healthy for 15 minutes. So there. You know, to me, the only way Moody and Kaminga are going to play is if Iguodala is taking a night off or, or I don't know, that maybe they're playing Kaminga and, and Draymond together. This is a, a, a but they're going to have trouble getting on the floor if the Warriors are healthy in the postseason. Yeah, this is a conversation as we continue that that I think we're going to have to to keep having because it's going to be really difficult, I think, for Steve Kerr to play everybody that he wants to play and that I think people are thinking he's, he's going to play. And in a way he's got too many capable players, but you could also make the case he in a way he doesn't have enough, maybe capable yeah. playoff players or the Warriors don't know Steiny if they have right. enough. So, so there's a little bit of, I think trial and error that's going to be going on as far as given, given players opportunity. F- final yeah. thought to you before we wrap this up. It's going to be fun. I mean, I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Warriors are getting healthy. This is the first time that if the Warriors are healthy, JD, we don't, we still aren't sure if they're the best team. In the past, when the Warriors were healthy, the best team and they were the favorites. Uh, this year, they've got to prove that if they're healthy, they're the best team. And I don't know if they are. They might be. That's what's going to be fun about the last, you know, two or three months. All right, for Matt Steinmetz, I'm John Dickinson. Uh, another Warriors Weekly. In the books. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.